In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI, your weekly dose of pro wrestling fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Smart, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? Uh, you know, just styling and profiling, living the life, going day in and day out, all the time, all the places. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that was quite as annoying but i went for was it that, was that supposed to be dusty rose <laughs> dusty, dusty rose dusty, dusty rose, rose the little known wrestler the little known father of father of cody rose also a yes. relatively so, unknown wrestler so that was a yes well i think it was probably supposed to be making fun of you but that's beside <laughs> <laughs> me. Also joining us from up north, RCMP, JLB. What's going on? Often imitated, never duplicated. Haters gonna hate, and people gonna treasure. I am here. My voice is your pleasure. And uh, that is it. Oh, okay. Uh, Boo. So, Boo on that one. What website are you going to to get your generic ass bullshit opens? Genericassbullshit.com. Uh, uh, How much uh, water my nose there? Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I seriously feel like one of us should go out and register genericassbullshit.com. <laughs> Already on it. <laughs> Looking it up right now. We'll have to call that Rose family our financiers. We could. We no, also it's don't have to. It's, it, it'll probably be where we post all our vignettes. <laughs> Anyways, uh, want to remind everyone, Raw and Order is part of the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network, so make sure you check out the other shows on the network at tatnusco.com. Um, but we're going to get into it. If you're new to this show, the premise is really simple. We're going to take turns challenging the others to book some unknown and usually unlikely scenario in the world of professional wrestling. We do not discuss these in advance, so we're not given uh, a chance to think about it, except for live on air. And I mean, like, recorded on air. <laughs> Before we get into it, though, I would like to remind everyone to make sure to like, share, and subscribe so we can continue to grow and provide you with excellent content that you like. You can also head over to patreon.com slash rawandorderwbu to support us there. You get access to sweet perks like our Discord server, commercial-free episodes, voting for classic pay-per-view reviews, which we just uh, figured out which one we're going to be reviewing uh, this month, a.k.a. Yeah. last month, whatever. Uh, monthly Ask Me Anythings, and even the ability to come on this very show to challenge us to book your wrestling fantasy. And get your own generic uh, ass bullshit quote by RCMP JLB. <laughs> You could even become a member of the genericassbullshit.com webpage. Where yes, it's actually called the Generic Ass Bullshit Club. The G-A-B-C. People are going to go look, like all of our listeners. It's it's fine. It's fine. I guess I'm going to have to make this website. Just put a nice little uh, do, bunch of doobly-doos onto there and then uh, tell them to email us and uh, that's it. Lo load it up with doobly-doos. I'll definitely 
I still have my GeoCities account if you need it. (laughs) (laughs) So who wants to go first on the fantasy booking? (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Um, That'll be you, Officer Smarks. Okay. It sounds like it is me. Mine is going to be interesting, um, I think. Um, I I was having a thought earlier today. (laughs) Which, which doesn't happen too often, so mm-hmm. it's important to note. Um, I thought, we've done a lot of what wrestler would you pull from whatever era and bring to modern day to wrestle what wrestler? But we've rarely done it the other way. So I need each of you to book a six-month feud for any modern wrestler who's been sent back to 1997. Fair enough. Ooh. And he's so I'm going to take Goldberg back to 1997, and I'm going to have him. He doesn't count as a modern wrestler because he's not full time. <laughs> Made a rule. <laughs> also, Chris Jericho doesn't count because um, he's because technically he doesn't. Right? Nope, he doesn't. <laughs> doesn't count. Um, and and neither does uh, Dustin Rhodes. What about Dustin Rose? Um, well, yeah, I guess, considering he's entirely fictional. (laughs) Uh, Well, the whole concept is any wrestler that did not exist in professional wrestling in 97. And may not have even existed. Possibly. Yeah. So you're telling me I can't take Raven back. Can't take Raven back, but you could take Marco Stunt. Why would I take Marco Stunt? I don't know. I think he'd fit perfectly in in the 1997 cruiserweight division for WCW. But yeah. there you, there you, booking your own thing. Wrong, wrong segment, Smarks. I'm just saying you could do it. Mm. Do you want to go first here, JLB, or do you want me to? <laughs> All right, so I'll go first. Um, okay. I would really love to see a Messiah Seth Rollins in WCW '97. I don't know how well over it would technically be, but I feel like it would fit well in WCW. Um, did it have to be WWE? Could be either. No, that's fine. Either. So, that's okay. 97. Um, I, I, I don't know why. That that just that thought of Seth Rollins as Messiah Seth Rollins. If I had to put him in any era, I figured he would do something in 97 era WCW but at the same time I also feel like it might not be a monumental moment because there was a lot of things happening in 97's WCW uh, but I feel like he'd be a good fit even like maybe even like with Raven's fly he would be like the leader or something I don't know that's uh that's, that's my brain now that's like circa CM Punk taking over Nexus that sounds like garbage. That's what that sounds like to me. Who who would his who would his feud be with? What would his major program be? Oh snap! Right. Okay. So, um, yep, yep, yep. I uh, I, I didn't think that far ahead. Clearly, um, <laughs> um, I just thought. Okay. So no. Um, today's today's wrestlers. Okay. So just for um clarification here, in case. Uh, you didn't pay much attention to WCW in 97. Um, This is the roster for WCW 97 as of January 97. There would be some things that change over the course of the year, but just this is good enough here. Um, Bobby Eaton, Sting, Arn Anderson, Jack Boot, DDP, 
Buff Bagwell, Lord Steven Regal, Ric Flair, Stevie Ray, Booker T, um, your favorite guys, the Nasty Boys, Woo! Mark Starr, Big Bubba Rogers, uh, Kevin Sullivan, Steve Armstrong, Meng, Alex Wright, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, important to remember he's Hollywood, uh, The Booty Man. Scott Steiner? No, The Booty Man is Brutus Beefcake. <laughs> When he wasn't allowed to be called Brutus Beefcake. So they called him the Booty Man. And then eventually he disappeared and came back as the Disciple. But that's... Uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, John Tenta, Dirty Dick Slater, Scott Armstrong. Scott Armstrong was on this list twice. I think he was. Uh, Steve Armstrong was on. Okay. Macho Man Randy Savage, uh, Craig Pittman, The Renegade, Disco Inferno, Michael Wall Street, Eddie Guerrero... Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko, Scotty Riggs, Lex Luger, Scott Norton, The Giant, The Barbarian, Hugh Morris, Rocco Rock and Johnny Grunge, Public Enemy, Conan, David Taylor, Medusa, Brad Armstrong, Bobby Walker, Rick Steiner, Scott Steiner, Billy Kidman, Joe Gomez, Rob Ruckus, Ken Chaos, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Mean Mike Enos. I'm sorry. I'm just a little kid at heart. Um, Steve McMichaels. Uh, Ray Mysterio Jr. Back when he was still called Jr. Jim Parros. Chavo Guerrero. Carl Ouellette. Jacques Rougeau. Chris Jericho. Juventud Guerrero. Uh, Guerrera. Excuse me. Big Ron Studd. Six. Vincent. Jeff Jarrett. Psychosis. Roadblock. Jimmy Graffiti. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Bunkhouse Buck. La Parca. Ultimo Dragon, Tombstone, Super Calo, Dangerous Devin Storm, Ace Darlin, Greg the Hammer Valentine. Greg the Hammer Valentine? WCW? Yeah. I did not even know that. Complete with that horribly ugly ass mug of his. Oh, dude looked like he fell out of an ugly tree and hit every branch on the way down. Oh, Jesus. I feel like, I feel like that's a little inappropriate. Yeah, that's that's, that's had me. That's... It is a little bit mean, but God. I shudder every so time I face. <laughs> yeah. It's really? This that's your thing? It's mean, but God, look at him. Like, wow. It, it's <laughs> mean, but his face was mean to me. Oh, Jesus. Wow. His face mean to mean first. That's that's your that's that's your argument. That is my argument. All right. Fair enough. And yes, I fully understand. Greg Hammer probably today could still kick my ass, but would I be cheating if I want to book Kevin Owens going back to WCW and facing the Lionheart Jericho? Is this the time when Jericho was feuding with Goldberg? Because they had a little thing where he brought out Gilberg out and did that whole thing. This and... was a pre-Goldberg feud, I believe. Okay. Especially since Goldberg did not appear on that list, so. Oh snap! Okay, that's wow. But Goldberg was already there, no? I feel like your list isn't complete. I'm trying to remember when Goldberg debuted. Really? You're not using your googly goo? I am doing it right now, but I was trying to remember first. What's <laughs> up there with the doobly-doos? I don't know. Do. Started in 96, but when was his debut? His first debut... Uh, was a dark match June 27th, 97. So later in the year. Later in the year. But you uh, still could have it because I'm not saying it has to be January. I just read out the January one. But it wasn't until September of 97 that he debuted on screen, uh, beating Hugh Morris. Right. Yep. Poor Bill. 
the abuser. What a great yeah. ring name that would be, Bill the Abuser. Would it though? No, yeah, so I don't know. I, I I would have loved to have seen prime Kevin Owens. Well, I guess he's not technically as prime anymore, but Kevin Owens still doing what he does best with uh, somewhat prime younger Jericho, if you will. Um, although Kevin Steen technically would have been like I don't know. 15 but uh we're choosing him from today so i think you have a time machine dude like, oh. who cares how kevin steam um yeah and i don't know i i just see them because i feel like almost jericho back then okay he's phenomenal on the mic now but i feel like lionheart jericho was just as nasty and if not, he was more hardcore with it. It's just WCW didn't give him the chance for, or give the crowd to really care about it. But Jericho was really loud and annoying uh, as the Lionheart. It just wasn't given an opportunity. But we clearly saw, you know, what Jericho evolved into and so on. And that's essentially where it stemmed from in WCW. He already had it. He had it there. It's just no one uh, got it out of him until later on, I guess, when he went to uh, do his little thing with The Rock when he first debuted. So all that to say, uh, bringing Kevin Owens down, because I think Kevin Owens and Jericho um, doing a, basically a, their segments would still be spot on. Although WWE wasn't great with their segments, technically. There wasn't... The only person that really loud-mouthed and yelled and so on and so forth was in a in an angry uh foolish way was technically only jericho nwo was kind of more cool with it they were just whatever they weren't really suave you do have to remember back in this time especially 97 it was you know early attitude era even and so almost all segments were done backstage. There weren't a whole lot of go out to the ring and talk to the crowd segments. You know what I mean? They right. pre-film promos backstage. So it's kind of a different concept just in general to a lot yeah. of modern. Okay. So thus, I don't think that would technically work. I don't know. This is a good one. I'm, uh, I am stumped. I almost wish. Uh, uh, do you have anything? I do. Say? You do? Okay. do. Allow me to think, because I'm just all over the place then. Yeah, I'm afraid that you might copy it, though. But I can't if you're already going to do it. That's a good point. Anyway, um, so uh, I, I'm going to take one Kenny Omega uh, back to 1996, and he's going to go to, or 99, 1997, sorry, and he's going to go to um, WWE. His job will be to be the first feud after Stone Cold Steve Austin wins the championship at WrestleMania. Wait, no, no, he won that at WrestleMania in 98, didn't he? Sorry. He will be the person who takes the title off of Brett and has a feud with HBK, and then HBK takes the title off of Kenny Omega. Um to eventually have a feud with Brett, and then Brett, again, would lose that title eventually in the Montreal Screwjob. Um, however, it would not be Brett who would be Montreal Screwed. It would be Kenny Omega, because he's also from Canada. <laughs> so Kenny Omega is going to get Montreal Screwjobbed 
over a long term through 1997. Um, him beating HBK for the title at one point. Um, Brett's still going to be involved in this, but but uh, eventually in at Survivor Series 97, um, Kenny Omega gets Montreal screwjobbed by HBK, who eventually loses the title the next WrestleMania to Stone Cold. Oh snap! With a series of matches with HBK and Bret Hart, which would be fudging amazing. And I said fudging to keep our PG-13 rating because I don't think shit counts against our rating. <laughs> okay. All right. Does that so, work? Do, do you need more matches? No, I mean, you you successfully booked a, a good six-month segment. So I don't need you to go match by match. I just need, needed a, a concept a of what they were going to be doing for that six months or so. Nice. So I think I'm going to go with WWE. The guy going to WWE because uh yeah WCW was just the only thing I'm remembering is like NWO and like Wolfpack and like Goldberg Streak and Bret Hart doing the whole uh armor thing to hit Goldberg when he tried to do his spear and uh yeah so I will pick I will pick a Finn Balor to go into mm. 97 um because I think that was still around the time where there was still and as the demon Finn Balor um because there was still um, enough time for uh, that to have been a thing. But there was still a lot of gimmicks. It was slowly dying down, but they still had enough of their gimmicks there uh, for the demon to fit right in, especially with the Ministry. That was around that time as well. Or no, the Ministry was later, huh? Ah, it was. Damn. Ah, yes. <laughs> so, um, but either way, what I was going to do is... I was going to do uh, the Demon Finn Balor kind of more along the lines of facing... I got nothing, guys. I don't know. I'm trying to think of something creative, (laughs) and it's just not coming. I was going to say, like, a Demon versus Phenom sort of deal, but I don't know how they're... uh, So you're saying, like, a Denom match. Denom, yeah. Or or a Femen. <laughs> femur, the fe- the the femur battle royal, where where your femur has to touch the floor. <clears throat> I just don't know how that would work technically. So I was trying to think of that. Um, but he would definitely. I feel like again, maybe I'm getting my years messed up. When did the fully hell in the cell match happen? That's like '99, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm just all over the place. Um. But uh, Demon versus Undertaker. Oh, and I think... that might have been 97. The reason it couldn't have been 99 is uh, Stone Cold retired HBK in um, 98. Mm. Uh, yeah, but that has nothing to do with anything. Cause so mankind... the, the Undertaker versus Mankind was uh, 98. Yeah. June 28th, 98. Oh, so. I thought you were talking about the first Hell in a Cell. Which would be HBK. Oh, out? Okay. Yeah, which was HBK versus uh, um, Undertaker. No, no, I would not ruin Kane's spotlight there. I would not. Uh, I would. That's gotta be Kane. That's gotta be Kane. That's gotta be Kane. Kane. Um, but I don't know if you guys have an interesting theory of how I would book the Phenom versus uh, uh, the Demon Finn Balor. By all means. And if I don't not, know. Be on. <laughs> In 97? Yeah, I don't think you do. 
Well, yeah. Uh, fr- <laughs> frankly, you probably would have been better off doing Finn Balor in WCW 97 because... With the Bullet Club. Yeah, with, with the whole Bullet Club going against the NWO or, or even uh, him coming in to lead the resistance. But WCW had the more active cruiserweight division, which in uh, mid to late 90s, that's where he would have fit in better. Um, so that would have fit in. But even that with Sting already wearing the face paint, the demon fits in there. Uh, you know, he could join up with Sting and fighting the NWO still things like that um so that's where you know if you're if you're deciding to do finn balor the demon uh i'd put him in wcw myself plus maybe then that would stop them from coming out with the kiss demon a few years later and save us all a whole lot of heartache that's exactly why i didn't want to put finn balor in wcw though because you liked the kiss demon no because i don't want to see them put use make finn balor the kiss demon well, that's why you do it early enough before they have the spotlight with Kiss, and then Kiss comes along as like we want a Kiss demon. They're like, well, we already got a demon. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, can you? Can we still just perform? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but 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 no Kiss demon. Are you sure? Yeah, pretty positive. Yeah, no, valid. Fair enough. I don't know if that was creative, but I wasn't being creative today. Apologies. Well, maybe you'll be creative in your challenge. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you, you would think sorry. that. Was that a snicker? I'm sorry, I didn't mean that out loud. You got Snickers? Yeah, I'm hungry. I'm still not sponsored. Why hungry? Why wait? Grab a Snickers. Yep. You're not yourself when you're hungry. ADD, I need Ritalin. What, what's up? <laughs> anyway. It's funny twice. Oh my God, it's got to <laughs> be a shirt. Uh, so we will move on. Who wants to go second? Oh, I, I suppose that sounds like it's me. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I wasn't prepared. I really thought you were going to go second. Oh, uh, well, you thought wrong. I, I obviously did. Very much so did. Um, I almost went JLB here and was like, do the same thing in 1998. <laughs> or 1988. <laughs> control um, C, control V. Why is JLB thing? When did I do that? Uh, no, no. Do you listen to our podcast? Yeah, you know, seldomly. So, so what he what he's really gonna do is he's gonna be like book an all Canadian Royal Rumble. <laughs> like, are you serious? We just did that last week. No, 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 you didn't. Didn't hear it. Yeah, no. didn't hear it. it. See no evil, hear no evil. Didn't hear it. We're doing it again, especially since you did it out of spite, bastards. Sure did. <laughs> Well, I, I, I want to stick modern, and I I kind of want to... We do some of these that are extravagant and outlandish, and um, I kind of want to get real here. I, uh, I want you to successfully book Alexa Bliss's involvement with The Fiend. Oh, oh, Jesus! Hit yeah. me close to home. Alexa Bliss's involvement that's, with the theme. You don't that's do it. Why I went close to home? I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. you, you don't do it. Can we move on? I know the rules. I gotta do. Um. So, so I'll just go ahead and do it. I, you know, I think anyone who listens to this knows probably where I'm going. The way you do it is not the way they're doing it right now, which seems to be aiming down the she's somehow or another fascinated or uh, enamored with the fiend and kind of under his spell 
and uh, I don't I don't particularly like that way of going. Um, they might prove me wrong and and may turn it into something good. Uh, it wouldn't be the first time, but it also wouldn't be the first time that they just pee down their leg. So what mm. I would do instead, if you were going to do this, uh, would have been uh, a little bit of a um, Beauty and the Beast sort of a storyline, where instead of her becoming enamored with him, it's him somehow or another obsessed with her and her being able to return to her heel roots and and use this monster for her own purposes. So, uh... God, that was a bitch. Yeah, yeah. I don't well, remember that storyline, but okay. Yeah, it's only because you just know the Disney version of it, you know? Okay. They've sanitized <laughs> it, and it's all propaganda. I, I guess I never realized Belle took the beast into town and had him eat all the people. Yep. Where do you think Gaston went? <sighs> No one talks like Gaston. No one walks like Gaston. Oh, no one digests like Gaston. <laughs> anyway. I, I can't believe he just went straight for Fox like Gaston. Yep. Um, so so that would be... She, she would be the evil um, manipulator of him. Basically sending him after whoever she wanted um possibly have it do behind the scenes at first before she comes out and is kind of shown as the one pulling his strings but you know she decides she wants to be the uh women's champion uh or whatever and you know all of a sudden during a match bailey is going against whoever it doesn't matter um and the lights go out and then red light hits the ring and there's the fiend and the fiend just destroys Bailey in the ring, and then lights come back on, and everyone's gone except for Bailey laying there, and the, you know, continues to do that until she's weakened up enough that Alexa gets a match and just walks all over her, um, and basically continues that way. Anyone who is a threat to Alexa as champion finds themselves just destroyed backstage or on the way to the ring or in the ring. Uh, and so that would be the way I would do it. Like, like that is not going to happen for Vince, but go on. I'm well, gonna... that the in the ring probably, I, I don't know. They've had occasionally um, men attacking women. They just have never, they, they've shied away from having men with matches with women. And okay. so, but they still, they could even do a lot of it off screen. Yeah, like I say, destroyed back in the locker room. Who did it? You know, things like that. Lights go out, lights come back on, there's insert wrestler taken down, um, you know, and out of it. And then Alexa Bliss just casually walks over and gets the pen. So, um, again, that's not the way they're going to do it. As far as I can tell, they're going in a totally different direction. And, you know, here's me knocking on my desk. But what, how, but how are they doing it exactly? Because they're not really doing much with it. It appears that they're going with the um, she's enamored with him somehow and slowly becoming obsessed with him. That's why they keep showing these uh, vignettes of her backstage uh, <laughs> wa watching him during his match and twisting her hair into dreadlocks. Um, eventually, she, she's going to have a full head of dreadlocks and... and <laughs> It, it it very easily could go into obsessed stalker territory, and that's why I'm a little worried. Mm. 
Okay. So then what happens? I don't know. <laughs> then what? I don't know. Crash TV, bro. So, <laughs> so I really do. I really do like that Beauty and the Beast angle. That's actually pretty dope. That would make so much sense. And we need you really need uh, Bliss as like that main uh, that, that that main obsession. She's so good as a heel. I don't know why she hasn't been a heel yet. I like, well, we're, we're getting there, but I just feel like with how they're going, you're right. It's definitely not going to be as good. I though would have still continued it with when he kept on seeing her uh where uh, Brian kept on seeing her from the shit show uh, excuse me the horror show from extreme rules um and he would just now we wouldn't see bliss for a while right so the Strowman and fiend gimmick would still it was matt uh feud would still keep going on but then he would keep on seeing bliss as sister abigail every so often but she would never be around and bliss and then so when he would randomly see bliss she would be there like, oh, hey, Braun, how's it going? Like, you, you, like, what's, you know what I mean? Like, he's, like, Braun is going crazy kind of thing. And then, so it's kind of almost similar, but I, you have it where they face for the championship. So, example, like, on uh, SummerSlam, they faced for the uh, championship, only lights go out, lights come back, uh, Bray is gone, but then Sister Abigail is in the ring. And... Lights go off again, lights come back. Basically, we see that Bray is being... So I guess it's kind of almost the same. Uh, but it's more that she's been the controller the whole time. So they continue this feud. They continue the storyline of Sister Abigail was always kind of Alexa Bliss. And now she shows her face. This is why Bray Wyatt has the finisher, Sister Abigail, and so on. He was always... Um, he was always enthused with her he always idolized her he always respected her and so on and so forth so now we find come to find out that bliss is in fact sister abigail and they just continue going on with that and i think i just don't know how you make her talk because her heel character she's so good she has such great mic skills um but i don't know how exactly you make that work um but Alexa Bliss would definitely have to be the one taking control and sending the monster to everybody. But it's not out of obsession. It's just out of um, it's just out of family, right? It's kind of bringing it back to, well, Brian, I was the one that got you to start uh, the way Wyatt family. You were doing it for me, and now. Uh, you're not doing what I want sort of thing. So it's not an obsession. It's to prove himself to Sister Abigail in the sense of uh, you're not mean enough. I don't want to see Bray Funhouse. I only want the fiend kind of thing. You know what I mean? This is the monster I created. This is the only monster that I want sort of ordeal. So she's like essentially creating this. She's almost like the Paul Bearer, what Paul Bearer is to Undertaker. Only Bliss is taking a more active and more in control way of controlling her beast. So I guess it's kind of the same thing, but it's not an obsessive way. It's just because she's always had this power over him. And they have been telling that story from the get go that there was always a sister Abigail and so on. So. Uh, and I think that's how they could kind of make it work and kind of have a lot of respect from the WWE universe and the Twitter sphere and so on for 
enriching a long storyline, if you will. I don't know if everyone would technically believe it, but if they legit did that from the horror show, making that Sister Abigail, you would be golden because no one would have thought the wiser. And everyone was shocked when that happened. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been trying to hold back the entire time you've been talking, but every time yeah. you say Sister Abigail. <laughs> Abigail. Abigail. Oh, Abigail. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> no, no. We no, love it. It's Sister Abigail from now on. That's Abigail. fine. <laughs> I've already written it down on my potential t-shirt names list. <laughs> Sister Abigail. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to say anything because I so deeply enjoyed it. <laughs> and I know Smarks was sitting there going, is he going to say something? Is Fabe going to say anything here? No, I, no. I'm I just, just going to sit back my hardest enjoy. to hold back. I was just... I was I was just overthinking and Abigail. <laughs> no, nope, it's Abigail from now on. All I'm right. actually writing to WWE right now. <laughs> the reason this storyline is not working is you have the wrong characters in it. Yes. Sister Abigail is actually the needs to be Sister Abigail. Um you can send the royalty checks to <laughs> Officer Mark Sparks. <laughs> screw that guy. God damn it. He, he, he's going to screw you out of the royalties, man. I'm sorry. This isn't the only Montreal screw job we're going to talk about today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well played. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Jesus. We need to move on. <laughs> Do we? Do we really? Either Sister that or the show's just done. better from us. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We're done. Thanks for listening, folks. Make sure to take the waitress. <laughs> well, if my friends teach me, if my friends treat me this way, I just imagine how my enemies treat me. Well, Jesus. I, I messed it up. I said, if my friends treat me this way, <laughs> I imagine how you treat your enemies because hot diggity damn you guys are meanies <laughs> and it is my turn so <laughs> i would like you to book sister abigail's return to the ring <laughs> um no i would like you to book time machine sister the... abigail goes back and manages the nasty boys <laughs> no I would like you to book the next uh, I, I don't know how good you do would do with how good you would do with this Mr. Fabe um, but I would like you to book the next month uh, of the TNT championship for leave what happens does he does he does he go against all odds who does he lose against what is going to happen at all out i believe he is facing he's not facing cody again is he because cody's no. out no cody is, is taking uh, a brief hiatus cody is gone uh for the short period of time he's got a rose family reunion yes it's actually it's actually the joint reunion it's the rose and the Rhodes family they're oh. getting together they do it once in the blue moon that's with five o's by the way moon um moon. blue moon so my yeah. 
My thoughts are, um, I don't think that Brody Lee yet has a match up for right. That's it. So that's why I was wondering because I'm like, I don't recall him having one. So what do we do with this guy? Because you can't leave him off the card. No. Um. Here's the deal: is the nice thing is it's it's I say nice thing, but from a storytelling standpoint, it's in the hands of a heel, right? Um, and heel champions can do all sorts of underhanded stuff uh, to maintain the belt, right? Including taking advantage of champion's advantage, just walking out. Like, a face doesn't do that because that's considered poor sportsmanship and, and oh, they're a coward. But heels can do it all they want, right? Um, or even just plain disqualifying, getting, taking the loss, but you still have the belt because you didn't lose, you know, in the right way. So um, I think they're probably going to have a, a fairly sizable run with M- Mr. Brody Lee as champion where he um, continues to win in heel manners, uh, including the fact that he's got the entire Dark Order that can come out and beat up on the opponent before or during the match. Um, but what I think would be a absolutely phenomenal use of Brody Lee being the leader of the Dark Order would be to have, from a storytelling standpoint, him book himself into matches against his own minions and then just ordering them to lay down. Um, no, no subterfuge about it, but just, I'm going to have a match tonight against John Silver. John, get down, lay on the ground, and then pin him one, two, three. And now, now Sometimes I'm out. So, I mean, he can could literally do a month or two worth of that pretty easily. I mean, he's got, what is it, nine minions, nine named numbered minions, plus plus Anna Jay and the unnamed minions that he's always had. So, I mean, he's got a lot of, a lot of people that he could just feed to himself, for lack of a better term. But even if he had a match versus, say, Frankie Kazarian or... Uh, uh, Jungle Boy, right? Jungle Boy wins a shot at the belt. There's so much healed stuff that he can do, including interference before and after the match, uh, you know, during the match, distracting the ref so that they can hit him with the belt, things like that. Um, and so I have a feeling we're going to see a long history, a long storyline of him keeping the belt through heel tactic. When does he lose it? I think he's going to hold on to it for months. I think he's going to hold on to it through All Out this coming weekend, which I don't know if my wife realizes there's also a pay-per-view this weekend. Um, <laughs> she's going to hate me. Um, uh, I think he I think he holds on to it through the next pay-per-view, um, which will be, what, two and a half months, two months, something like that. Mm. Uh, so... I, I think he might even hold on to it through the rest of the year and then eventually lose it to whoever's their biggest face at the time. Probably someone like Darby Allen. Uh, oh, yeah, I would like that. That would be nice. That's kind of my thought process. Let's okay. see if DA Fabe's got a better idea. Well, I'm not trying to predict. I'm trying to fantasy book. And since I'm fantasy booking, I'm not doing anything like that. Um, I don't know if it's better, but it's going to be my fantasy booking. So, uh, obviously it's on Mr. Brody Lee. Uh, I think he comes out and initially starts out with the 
I'm not defending anything tonight, and I think that we get our first exposure of Tony Khan, the good owner, not the general manager, not the uh, authority figure as they so frequently have done in wrestling before, but just the owner who says, by the way, when Cody and I had negotiated that, it was going to be defended every week. You have to defend it or you don't have a title and we start our tournament tonight and he says oh okay i'll defend it and um he does an open challenge and um i think you can do a couple weeks of his minions coming out and then i think the open challenge becomes somebody gets out there first and it's a somebody who we haven't seen i don't know in three or four months let's just say 90 days ish Maybe a little more than that. This person's been gone. And there's a lot of assumption that this person's going to be wrestling soon. Say in AEW, which should be where that title would be. And over the loudspeaker comes, it's Miro Day! And Miro shows up for an open challenge on it. And I like that. the title. And their rematch is at a pay-per-view in a couple months. Tony Back. Khan, give this man a job. That's where I would go with I I am all for that idea, except for the Tony Khan part, myself. The only um, reason I would do the Tony Khan part is just, it's okay to say, yes, we have an owner. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that he's being behind the scenes, but you can't have Cody come out and do it and be like, no, 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 you have to defend that, who is the face of the authority. The only other place that I could see you doing that is... The only other characters I could see doing that are other members of the the elite. Well, uh, and if yeah. that happened, then then the Dark Order would just attack them and outnumber them. Here's the other person that could do it that solves both problems. They've repeatedly used a lawyer character on AEW in contract signings and okay, and, and I'm, I'm all of okay. these things. They've got the the official AEW lawyer, who apparently is actually one of their lawyers. Um, so that's cool. Um, but she she's been there for most of their contract signings uh, as the official AEW lawyer, and so you could literally just have her come out and be like, "Hey, um, Mr. Broderly, I just I just wanted to inform you, you apparently didn't read the contract um, for that, but and then go on with with your yeah. thing." I mean, um, just as long as they don't do the whole John Moxley contract thing that happened on AEW Dynamite. I, just, I absolutely loved the John Moxley contract thing. What, are you kidding me? It didn't make any sense. It made a oh, ton of sense. But it was so awesome. John Moxley have the paper. They faxed it to him. That's not the only copy that they have. Why would they sign the copy that had an extra page or believe that John Moxley wouldn't change it? It they would make sense. They would have faxed over, but but here's the deal: for a live contract signing, you're not signing the faxed one. You're signing the final one that the two law firms would have, air quotes, negotiated. So what it really would have been is that John Moxley's lawyer had sent it back, saying we've just got this small addendum, and then we can sign it, and that the lawyer was just so excited that. Uh, apparently John Moxley gave in to his demands that he didn't bother reading it. But I loved it because we get to see uh, tomorrow, or I guess tonight when uh, this goes live, um, we get to see 
the lawyer take a paradigm shift tonight. <laughs> and uh, do you think he's just not going to show up then? And then he's actually going to be able to use the paradigm shift? No, no. I th- I think I think MJF is going to drag that lawyer to the ring, kicking and screaming. Uh, because here's the deal: is it's not whether John Moxley gets to use the paradigm shift; it's whether MJF gets the match at all. That was the clause. The paradigm shift will be legal for the match with the lawyer, and if the lawyer doesn't wrestle, MJF does not get his match. Oh, I thought it was he'd be able to do the paradigm shift in the match. Nope. I think I think one way or another, John Moxley is going to beat him without the paradigm shift. Right. Is the concept at least? Um, I also think John Moxley is going to beat him without the paradigm shift, but. That's beside the point. I think that maybe it's time to put the title on MJF. That's my thoughts. Yeah. I, I, I think MJF is is a great heel. I, I don't think he's ready for the number one title in AEW. That's fine. Um, we can we can have different opinions. We can. Not ready. Um, I think the biggest reason he's not ready is we haven't been exposed to him in the ring enough. Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, and I. I seriously think right now AEW is only a year old, not even a year old for their TV show just yet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they still need to keep the belt on their biggest name for the time being, and MJF is not one of their biggest name. Right. I think we have a heel champion soon again. I just don't think it's MJF. Uh, I think MJF uh, from a ring works. Omega. Uh, possibly Heel Omega or possibly Brian Cage. Okay. Um, it needs to not be a WWE guy. That's why I was saying that. Yeah, and, I, and I'm totally I fine with that. Kenny Omega is the best one to put it on, especially would, for you, Kenny especially Omega. If they let him Brian be Cage which... wouldn't burn anything though. Yeah, not for well, especially if he was a transition to Omega and then Omega transition to Heel with the title on it. it I think we're going to see Heel Omega a lot sooner than a lot of us think. Um, I, I, know, I know you guys don't uh, watch Being the Elite, uh, but they heavily hinted at it this week on Being the Elite. Okay. Because uh, the whole whole premise on Being the Elite this week was uh, based off of them kicking Hangman Page out of the Elite, which happened last week on AEW, uh, right. and recapping all of that. And the very final scene in this w- was in Being the Elite was... Uh, Kenny Omega in his car looking up at the rearview mirror so you could see his eyes in the rearview mirror and the camera went to black for a second when they came back he had his cleaner the cleaner sunglasses on uh, staring back in the mirror so I think we are really close to Heel Omega and I think uh, Hangman's turn on um, the Elite last week is going to play into it heavily so the cleaner was a bad heel character right like not a bad i mean he was a heel character uh but what was his whole purpose because i didn't watch new japan or well the cleaner as a character is based off of the concept of um you saw it a lot in like movies that gangsters would call a cleaner when they wanted someone assassinated right okay so he, he was effectively an assassin sort of character they never really like 100% did that because he's still Kenny Omega. So you still can have kind of a weird goofy side to him. But his whole character was basically the guy who is the best in the world at destroying people in the ring. Um, so cocky and and technical. I don't know. And so he he did uh, the cleaner 
kind of is a tweener. So he wasn't like 100% heel, but his, the cleaner character was the one that usurped the throne in Bullet Club, you know? Okay. Hmm. So anyway, on the side of Miro, I do think that it does take a little bit of time because I don't think Aiden English is quite to his 90 days yet. And I partially think that's part of the reason they haven't done it yet. And I do think that AEW would be silly not to have those two come back together with the most successful gimmick WWE ever would wasted. So they, <laughs> What's that? Would, would they want to recycle that gimmick? Like, yes, I get it. It was fun. It was great. But I don't see Tony Khan necessarily. I mean, maybe for clout, if you will, to say, you know, get WWE people to come watch. But I don't think they necessarily would want to recreate that gimmick. I don't know. Like, he doesn't. Tony Khan doesn't have like a, a Vince McMahon complex at all, but I figured Tony Khan would want to be have his guys be original. Like the thing is that of- is an original gimmick though. That was something that was come up with by them. Oh, okay, fair enough. I thought that was like a WWE creative or something. No, that was actually by those two. Okay, and yeah, so I think that was- there's some value to them saying no, we wanted our gimmick and and it was taken away from us. I don't know. I just, That's just my thoughts. I just don't really have anything there. Any kind of copyright. But they would just have Rusev. So yeah, they Miro wouldn't have Miro. Yeah. I mean, um, unless right now they're trying to copyright Miroslav Day. The the Aiden, Aiden English should be out of his 90-day no-compete because he was released at the same time as everyone else. And so Matt Cardona and everyone else. However, sure? yeah. However, April 15th. So, um... So May 15th, June 15th, July 15th. Um, so, it could be any day now. so it could be any day. However, the only thing that could play into it is apparently uh, commentators sometimes can have longer no competes. And since they had switched him to commentator, maybe he had a longer no compete. But uh, but I know I've seen him on Twitter talking. I I fall onto uh, JLB's side a bit from the standpoint I don't think AEW is going to do uh, that as a gimmick overall. Even the whole Miro day. Like, they might say it, like JR might say it, Excalibur might say it one time as like a, a snub, but I don't think they'll make it into a gimmick. I mean, oh, AEW... Yeah. AEW already gets a lot of crap for being uh, WWE knockoff in some ways that I think they're going to lean heavily against trying to uh, point out that this is a person who is popular in WWE for a very similar gimmick. And and as much as I liked Rusev Day and, and all that, I think Miro can get over on his own without having to fall back on that. Uh, so Fair enough. But, but uh, again, I 100% was down with all, all of the ideas just as long as it wasn't Tony Khan doing it. I'm still behind your fantasy booking. All for it. Yeah, that's dope. That would be really cool. Maybe perhaps it could happen at All Out. Yeah, it very well could, you know. Yeah. I mean, I I would expect we hit see at least one surprise, uh, you know, person show up at All Out. Yeah, there's enough... Uh... There's enough people, and especially in that Casino Battle Royale, too, huh? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know. There's only, I think, eight people announced for yeah. that Battle Royale as of right now, or I don't know about being the elite if they mention anything. So there's still a lot of spots there, 
and the magic number is 21 so that's dope and that's even before all out that's on the pre-show so i am excited mm-hmm. i'm so excited Oh, I just I'm can't so hide it. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. Scared. <laughs> he has no clue. No nope. clue. None. <laughs> Zach Morris is trash. Speaking of which, have you guys uh, watched the Zach Morris show? Uh, oh, the new uh, show. Podcast? The yeah. podcast? My wife has. I haven't had a chance to, so she liked it. I mean, it's the Zach Morris's trash guy uh, hosting it with actual Zach Morris. So it's got to be good, right? It's got to it's gotta be good. It's got to be good. Okay. I'm <laughs> dating myself with that. <laughs> I dated myself. I date myself often. My wife doesn't know. <laughs> oh, who am I kidding? I'm sure she knows. <laughs> Uh, this took a weird turn. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to move on to Ring of Honor, AEW, or Impact. This is our lovely game where um, we challenge each other with three WWE wrestlers that need to be relocated to one of those three companies. So the first round for you guys, I'm going with women. Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, Ruby Riot, and specifically Peyton Royce and Billy Kay splitting up because the Iconics have to split up. And they have on Raw. I, I, I guess yes. I didn't see what happened on Raw with that. What? 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 Huh? Why? They they had a match versus Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan, or or maybe Live Morgan. I'm not sure. Anyways, um, <laughs> and and uh, the losing team had to split up for good. And the Iconics lost, so therefore the Iconics have to split up for good. I didn't see them do that whole stipulation, though. Why would they even agree to that? I don't know, because heels were overconfident and thought they were going to win. Behind the scenes... want to do that. Behind the scenes, apparently Vince McMahon is really, really high on Peyton Royce as a single star. Uh, but knows that so, as long as she's in this tag team with Billy Kay, she'll never get the uh, spotlight as a single star. Uh, it makes no sense because you literally have a women's tag team division and not very many women's tag teams uh, for you to take one of your only successful women's tag teams and be like, nope, not a team anymore. Nope, and, nope, nope. And you're splitting up Sasha and Bailey soon too, so that's another tag team down the train. Oh, like, and Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross are uh, on yeah. the roads to Splitsville too, so... Uh, um, so and uh, oh, Kyrie Sane's no longer with the company, so no more Oscar and Kyrie. Um, so it looks like Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax are just gonna hold it forever because there's no one there to stop them. Oh, uh, exactly. But yeah, so why so, would you do that? <laughs> I, I still don't. Uh, you know, like I say, I I'm not really behind. I mean, I'm all for Peyton Royce getting a single shot because I think Peyton Royce is phenomenal. Um, I think Billy Kay is a lot better than most people give her credit for, yep. but it, the problem is splitting up your great tag team just to do it. Um, but that's that's Vince McMahon's mo with tag teams. One of them gets popular enough, or he gets the idea that they they're gonna be a big star, and you got to split up the tag team. You got a Marty Jannetty, one of them. Yeah, that's I feel like about they, looks, though, I feel like 
I feel like they might be the well. They they kind of implemented a new tag team on Raw Underground though. I forget who those two women are. I know their names were revealed there. Uh, I mean, but on if Raw, you're talking Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir, the yeah. yes former yes. MMA fighters who are two out of the four four horsewomen of MMA, you know that um, teamed together on NXT a lot before too. And yes. oh, they, so. did, did they not look different on Raw Underground? I mean, Marina Shafir was wearing a skirt, so sort of, but... Different. No, yeah, but, I mean, that's a tag team. I have this weird... <laughs> I have this weird feeling, though, <laughs> to implement tag teams on, uh, on only to one roster. Because the way that they're just eliminating so many of those women tag teams what are you gonna do there's not gonna be enough or you're gonna have all of the women tag teams go to each brand because there's not enough nearly for each brand at all you literally have Um, with the rule that uh that the women's tag team can defend on all brands you literally could have one female tag team on every brand and just have that women's tag team just go around from each brand you know once a week they're on a different brand doing something you know what i mean so this week they're on raw next week they're on smackdown the following week they show up on nxt then it's back to raw um, i don't they'll nearly be as successful as sasha and bailey though when sasha and bailey did that it was spot on but they were oh, you just mean so... the the one time in the uh, one plus year history of the women's tag team, the one time that they actually defended it on NXT, despite saying it from the beginning they were going to defend them on NXT. Yeah, that time. Well, I kind of more just meant Raw and SmackDown. Unfortunately, NXT was uh, only implemented once, <laughs> but maybe they'll do Raw and NXT more so than um, SmackDown because both. Naya was on, yes, of course, Naya was on NXT. So maybe they'll fight more on NXT now. Uh, yeah, so hopefully they do that. Hopefully Vince doesn't get an ego and be like, no, you can't go down to the lower card. I want you only on Raw. Down. I don't think it even had anything to do with Vince. I think they just didn't have a plan for the women's tag titles and forgot that they could do it on NXT. Mm. But, um,. But, I mean, I think that's what they're intending on doing, but I, what's going to happen is the tag team is just going to fall by the wayside and then they're going to forget about it. And uh, Nia Jackson, and Shayna Baszler are ta- going to be tag champions forever. <laughs> and then they're going to go to WCW and they're going <laughs> to throw, throw them in the trash. Tag titles in the trash. They're going to throw them on the ground. I don't need your handouts. My dad's not a phone. Sorry. Um, wow. <laughs> uh, and now we need to get back to this because we've been talking about all the crap with Billy, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, but we haven't actually answered this question. So who wants to go first? <laughs> Three hundred AEW or Impact? What? You'd like to go first for once? Okay. I heard it loud and clear. Yeah. No, I'm doing it. Um, so I would... I would really, I think Ruby Riot would be a nice touch on Impact. She, I feel like it's weird. There's one, like, I, it's, she was so much better in NXT as a wrestler, Ruby Riot. And then as soon as she came up, I guess, like a lot of the stars who come up from NXT, their wrestling abilities aren't showcased anymore. Can I, so can I, I make a prediction here right now? I've already predicted who you're going to put where. Ruby Riot to Impact, that puts Peyton Royce to AEW and Billy K to. Ring of yeah. Honor. Am I correct? Am I correct? Can 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 I just <laughs> finish my sentence, please? 
Can he just do his own? Uh, do, do your own. Sorry, I just had to break in because I could see a pattern coming. So tell me right, I'm wrong. That Ruby Riot Impact, uh, Peyton Royce, uh, AEW. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to get defiant here, bud. Like yeah, that, that's the goal. That was your challenge to try to prove me wrong and put Billy Kay on AEW just to spite me. I, I will just give you the satisfaction. If you want to be right, <laughs> you can be right all you like. I didn't want to be right. I just saw you it coming. That golden star, bud. You get that golden star. <laughs> no, to be frank, I forgot which one you said where. So I'm glad I did that and made your day. I'm. I'm, I'm <laughs> I did my good deed of the day. Uh-huh. But no, in all honesty, the, uh, I. For some, I haven't seen enough singles competition uh, from Billy Kay or Peyton Royce. Say <laughs> or Peyton Royce, like you could just flat out. Uh, okay, that doesn't work either. No, like again, I, I, I've, we've always seen them together. Even in NXT, it was the same thing. So, like, it's gonna be really weird to see them wrestle alone. And I hope it doesn't kill both of their careers at the same time. Vince can believe her all she wants, but at the same time, it's just, it's a risk. We'll just see how it, uh, how it goes down. Because those matches that they've been doing in the last few Raws, wasn't anything like, yeah, she had a few good moves and so on, but the matches were so quick, we really didn't get to see how she can tell a full-on story in the ring and so on. It's always been, okay, she's going to cheat to win, she's going to cheat to win, da-da-da-da-da. And are they both still going to be heel? Is one going to turn face? I have this weird feeling they're going to face off against each other, because um, I just see WWE always doing something like that. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a risk, and I hope they both bank on it and end up doing phenomenal but i don't really recall how great they were in singles competition and that's that guys babe okay babe show a little initiative and put them in different places uh, okay babe that's cousin <laughs> and that's the t-shirt okay how you doing okay babe no yeah, no. no, it was good. It was good. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. What the Are fuck you... are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Just nod your head. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, hey, great. So, what do you got? Uh, I uh, uh, I don't want to separate the iconics. That's what yeah. I got. <laughs> They're so good together. They really are. I have I have emphasized numerous times before this is pure protest before I even answer this question pure protest here um, I have said out loud numerous times these two should be individually annihilatable just just jobbers just garbage wrestlers by themselves and tag team championship material together all the time mm-hmm. it should be a throwback to early 90s these are the tag teams that, that are together all the time um, that's really how I feel about, about this um, that said because <laughs> I think Ruby belongs on A-dubs I, I, it's a character they don't have and her mic skills are unbelievably good if you saw NXT um, and 
so those two things go together. I mean, can you imagine a Britt Baker versus Ruby Riot feud? I mean, barring Ruby? the wrestling. What's that? They're good. Her Ruby Riot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. See, I don't remember that. Damn. Um, the hard part is choosing which one of these, the other two, to get annihilated in the in the impact zone. What's Killy Bay doing in the impact zone? Um, but I, yeah, I think I, I would love to see a feud between Britt Baker and Ruby Riot um, because of their their differences in personality types and everything. Um, so yeah, I, I think Ruby Riot to AEW makes the most sense. Um, now comes the hard part: is figuring out individually whose style fits best where neither of them are really all i mean they're not known for any level of dominance for impact um billy k to impact because she has dark hair <laughs> and so she can she can join some type of james mitchell faction I dark suppose. yeah that's where we're going is the dark hair and peyton royce to to uh to ROH. But but I don't like any of it. <laughs> I, I just don't separating those two at all. So yeah, that was me. Hey, don't blame me. Blame VKM. Yep. Uh, he thought that's good S word. Yeah. Okay. So who goes next? Uh, I I'm depressed. Oh, I need. A... You just wait. You didn't know the Iconics has put up. I did. I saw it in, in reviews and stuff. I didn't get to watch last night because, yeah, late at work. But anyway, not late at work, late at work. Either way, buddy. I mean, you got late at work and now she's late. Like, it happens. <laughs> what is going on here? <laughs> okay, so I'll go next. Remember how okay. I got in trouble for the Zelina Vega thing the other day? <laughs> Yeah, no, not the same. I didn't. I <laughs> not didn't the same. Really, not the I mean, same. I'm Canadian. It's different. <laughs> different. It's different. We're sorry after we say something. Um, okay, so I am going to do. Okay, so I was trying to think of a nice little theme. Okay, so I am going to do. Uh, I will also keep along the lines of. Okay, so now nah, we've done that already. Jeez. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Why? I know, I know. It's no longer Why? an iconic raw. I don't know. Why? Uh, that really sounds like really good crying. Like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, your crying is very annoying. It's. it's <laughs> It's killing my train of thought. I'm trying to fill the dead air. Why? (laughs) Sparks is now sitting there trying to decide whether or not he's going to edit out this section or leave it in. He's like, "Mm, dead air. I'm I'm more just thinking that it's actually easier to edit out actual dead air than crying. (laughs) So, I'm like... Like if he wants to fill time, the easiest way is to just shut his mouth and let there be dead air. 
<laughs> yeah, except for the fact that JLB, that our RCMP, is sitting there going, um, I, mm, gee, he cuts all that out. Um, and he leaves one of them. So, <laughs> we're doing factions. And the factions that we are doing are the faction of the Hurt Business. We are also... Oh, tickety damn, there's not that many... Okay, Hurt Business... Um, we're also doing wow, 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 Undisputed Era. There's no theme here, clearly. Hurt Business, Undisputed Era, and why can't I think of any more factions? Do we only have two factions in WWE? In terms of true factions, three or more people right now, yes, as far as I can think of. Well, because because uh, two people are injured right now, New Day doesn't count. Yeah, New Day doesn't count, and then because uh, Austin Theory got sent back down to NXT, Seth Rollins doesn't have a faction anymore and might not have a faction anymore because he's in the process of booting Murphy out. Damn, that's nuts. Okay, so we'll do classic factions to AEW, ROH, or Impact. So we'll actually do... NWO, one of them. It's such a huge faction. Yeah, it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be NWO and Horsemen. Although I don't wouldn't agree that's the best faction in era. Yeah, we'll stick with that. Evolution, NWO, and Four Horsemen. And you cannot put the Four Horsemen in AEW. <laughs> wait, wait, why are you throw silly stuff like that in? Because clearly you're all just going to put the Four Horsemen in AEW because of what's going on now and all of its classic craziness and its dusty sun and yada yada yada. But are, are, are you kidding? I would have put Four Horsemen in AEW so they could destroy the new Four Horsemen. I'd yeah, be like, here's FTR, here's Sean Spears, and here's I don't know whoever they throw in for the fourth Four Horsemen. Um, oh, and here's the original Four Horsemen coming to kick their asses. <laughs> Yeah, that would be fine. And Tully. Mm-hmm. But if you make that rule, fine. Classic Four Horsemen goes to Ring of Honor. Uh, mm-hmm. NWO, and I'm going to uh, be specific and say original NWO. Just the three of them? Just the three of them. Maybe including uh, Bishop. Uh, yeah. Or Which also means you have a million dollar man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, million dollar man. Possibly up to the Sean Waltman uh, six introduction, but the problem probably. with adding Sean Waltman is then you're also adding Big Show. Yeah, I'm fine. I don't care. Big Show goes wherever and continues to be. Yeah, Big Show. Um, but well, you know where he's not going to go is Netflix for another yeah, season. Where he's not gonna go is another season <laughs> on Netflix. So that's for but um but the NWO will go to Impact. Um and oh. Impact purists are probably hating me right now because they're like, no, we've already had Hulk Hogan and Bishop in it. Impact and it was bad. Um Nash and Paul. Mm-hmm. Yep. But that was Hogan, Bischoff, Nash, and Hall. Old Separate. sort of. Yeah. Um, and take them in their prime, better deal. Uh, which then leaves um, uh, Evolution to AEW. That would be kind of nice. Evolution versus Inner Circle. I'd love to see that. Yep. And, you know, we could eventually then have uh, Trips versus Cody. 
Snap. Yep. Yep. Evolution versus Elite. Yep, yep, yep. Or wherever Cody goes, maybe he makes his own nightmare group again. Or officially makes a nightmare group. Well, I'm just going to be different. <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, I suppose the four horsemen have to go to Impact because I'm being different. So, <laughs> four horsemen to Impact. Um, Who would you put the four horsemen to, though, against in Impact? Whoever the hell they want. They're the four horsemen. He's <laughs> got a point. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, I mean, Moose versus Tully when he was when he was at his biggest. Okay, fine. That's going to be a good match. Moose versus Flair. I'm in. <laughs> like, you can take their top guy and put him up against any one of them, and I'm going to enjoy it, and I still think they're all going to beat their top guy. So they'll go up against whoever the hell they want um, and effectively ruin Impact. Did they ever make a Four Horsemen DVD? I don't think so. Huh? I'm sure they did. Moving forward, um, if I'm going to be different, I have to be all the way different. So I'm going to say Evolution to ROH for reasons. I don't see any good reason to do that, but I'm doing it. And NWO to AEW because... <laughs> like I don't want to see any of these matches that would occur this way and um, Smarks did do probably the best with what we were limited to but it was stupid to limit us so fair enough that's where I'm going and I don't like any of it yeah sorry guys I wasn't the that's, most creative today it's fine um, we're going to time machine this though um, for the final one and we're going to have guys who were WWE wrestlers that helped with the demise of WCW so we're going to go with Scott Steiner, Jeff Jarrett and eh, Kevin Nash and we're doing this um, like time machine so they're in their primes correct? Yeah they're in their primes well they're in, in the demise era so Nash is a little bit out of his prime Steiner is probably in his singles prime and Jeff Jarrett is I don't know pick whatever because I don't know if there was a prime yeah did Jeff Jarrett have a prime <laughs> yeah um, it was it was early TNA when yes he owned the company and he just made himself the champion all the time yes he's like me and my daddy own the company so I'm the biggest star on here um Oh, we're broke? Call this girl named Dixie. Yeah, we'll sell some to Dixie. Uh, but I still get to be champion. Um, oh, so... we're broke again? Dixie, you can, own, you can own over half. I don't get to be the champion no more? Well, F this place. I'm going to go start a different wrestling promotion <laughs> so that I can be champion. <laughs> what was that? Was he actually ever champion at, the, what is it, Global Force or something? I honestly don't know. I didn't pay enough attention to Global Force. I know they eventually had a partnership with TNA, and then that broke off, and uh, then they sued TNA. Oh, snap. That's where Jeff Jarrett's prime was. When he sued Leverage. TNA? No, leveraging. <laughs> His prime occurred the night he lost to China. Yeah. <laughs> and got paid a third of a million dollars to lose one match to China. Why did so, he go third million dollars? $300,000. He had the title and his contract was up. Vince didn't want to have him defend, take the title somewhere else. Oh, lovely. So he held him hostage for $300,000 for a match he was going to lose. So oh. he was never GFW champion. 
Nick Aldis, Alberto El Patron, and then it was Unified with the uh, and then PJ Black, Sanjay Dutt, and Cody Rhodes were the uh, next gen champions. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> and that's when that's they were the unified whole... with Impact again. So, um, anyway, uh, so pretty easy for me to do this uh, because you answered the um, the time frame. Uh, I cannot think of anything other than uh, the Swolverine versus in his prime Big Papa Pump. I, so, I knew you were going there. Brian Cage versus Big Papa Pump. Yeah, that match writes itself there. So, uh, so that's definitely it. Taz versus Big Papa Pump on Mike. Yep. That's fun. That's just fun. Yep, 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 yep. What the hell are you talking about? Have you learned math? <laughs> so, um, which then leaves us with Kevin Nash and Jeff Jarrett. And and this is, is tough, but not as tough as it might be. Um, it's, it's mostly tough because both of these people had runs in Impact um, and kind of have a bad name around TNA Impact overall. But I would rather see in his slightly past prime Kevin Nash in Impact than Jeff Jarrett in it again in any way, shape, or form. So Kevin Nash to Impact, leaving Jeff Jarrett to go off and showcase his technical prowess in Ring of Honor. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ring of Honor. Nothing, nothing like a Jay Lethal Jeff Jarrett match to really get the fans going. Brother. <laughs> Hogan's involved now. Okay, cool. So we honestly can't put Scott Steiner back at Impact because that was just horrible. Although his promo skills, or lack thereof, were so... Are you kidding me? Him and Impact is where we got the math promo. That's it. Lack thereof is... 73% of the time, I'm going to beat you 40 times out of 30. What? (laughs) (laughs) It was a bit much. A bit much, guys. Um, but yeah, so I would have to. I I don't want to see none of these guys at Impact. <laughs> they all did so horribly for the brand. Um, all right, but I mean, if we're gonna do it, I honestly want to see Jeff Jarrett at AEW. I feel like you could put some classic storyline matches with like Cody, and they can actually do a good thing. And Jeff Jarrett can't be his cocky go lucky self and say hey i'm gonna get the title now so i think he would honestly be a good worker when needed to be and i feel like he can do some good matches um with cody rhodes jericho um slow clap yeah oh and um yeah hey you know honestly i guess i guess uh i guess costan is going back to impact I'll get some more math promos. I'm down. Like, tell me one plus one is 86, and I'll believe you, bro. I'll be entertained. One plus one is 86, 25% of the time, and it's to infinity and beyond from there. I'm down. Let's do it. So Um, if anyone out there hasn't listened to the math promo, I'm going to read it to you, and I'm going to try to read it not in the Scott Steiner voice. But Read it in the Scott Steiner voice. You know they say that all men are created equal, but you look at me and you look at Smojo, and you can see that statement is not true. See, normally, if you go one-on-one with another wrestler, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. But I'm a genetic freak, and I'm not normal, so you got a 25% 
at best at beating me. Then you add Kurt Angle to the mix, and your chance of winning drastic go down. See, the three-way at sacrifice, you got a 33 and a third percent chance of winning, but I got a 66 and two-thirds percent chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me, and he's not even going to try. So, Smojo, you take your 33 and a third chance minus my 25% chance, and you got an eight and a third percent chance of winning at sacrifice. But then you take my 75% chance of winning, if we was to go one-on-one, then add in my 66 and two-thirds percent, and I got 141 and two-thirds percent chance of winning at sacrifice. See, Joe, the numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for you at sacrifice. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, I, I could have done without the math problem. I, I really could have. Like, I could have lived, I could have lived perfectly in a healthy life without... Uh, re-remembering that Steiner promo. Oh, come come on. It also had Petey Williams as Maple Leaf muff- Muscle. Uh. Hey, Scotty, just like you always say, Big Papa Pump is your hookup. Well, the Maple Leaf Muscle is who you need to look up. Holla if you hear that. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, we're, we're still talking about it, you know, three years later, so. Uh, it's one of my favorite promos of all time. Three yeah. years later, it was like, I don't, know, like I don't know when that was, like ninety four, not ninety four, two thousand four. Oh, what was it? Oh wow, two thousand four. Uh, okay, uh, two thousand eight. So it's a few years off, but still, that's twelve years, years later. Ago. Dude, it's that one is... of my favorite promos of all time. It's up there with the cream rises to the top. The cream <laughs> rises to the top, <laughs> or, or you're nothing but garbage. Yeah. Macho Man always did my favorite promos, so. I really figured you more for a, uh, I don't know, um, Ultimate Warrior kind of promo guy. Uh, Ultimate Warrior's also up there for me, but uh, but Macho Man, I don't know his his whole whole promos always because because Ultimate Warriors were always just like pure insanity, <laughs> but. But Macho Man's at least made some sort of sense, um, even though... Hey, Dream it... Rises at the top was, was solid. Mm-hmm. Happened so fast, you can't even talk about it. <laughs> uh, good times. So you had Steiner to... Oh, back to Impact. Yep, yep. The Steiner back to Impact. We have Jeff Jarrett, AE Dubs, and uh, Nash can go help some people out at ROH. And teach them stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Some stuff, you know. Some maybe give a little hip toss, you know. Some hip toss stuff because it's the three moves of doom. Three moves of doom. It's it's a thing. Throw in the corner. Need of the need of the gut in the corner. Uh, power bomb. Foot to the face in the corner. Yeah, big boot. Yep. We just that's stood there and pushed it to the face. That's all you need. It's really all you need. You don't need any more than that. If you need more than that, you're not a good wrestler. Yep. Yep. Hey, Arn Anderson didn't even need all that. He just needed the spine buster. And... That's a, that's a, he does a, if he does that spine he does that spine buster very well though. It's my favorite spine buster of all time. Buster in the business, and there is no argument. Even, even when he did it this last year in AEW. No, stop. I put I put <laughs> I literally had chills when I saw Arn Anderson do the spine buster. Yes, because I thought he broke his hip. That's why nope. I had chills. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. It was awesome. I cried. Oh Jesus! How <laughs> loud! It was. It was awkward. Yeah, it was <laughs> really awkward for my wife. Had no idea what was going on. 
Why? Why uh, are you crying? Why are you? Cry- it just. It, did something sad happen? No. <laughs> just something legendary. <laughs> what? what happened? Did I miss something? My spine hurts. Yeah, it's a bad joke. Carry on. Nothing matters but the Intercontinental Championship belt, which I will own. Oh, yeah, Tito Santana climbing the garbage can. Because comparatively speaking, you are nothing but garbage. (laughs) You do that way too well. (laughs) Uh, I've probably watched that promo half a dozen times in the last two months alone. It's one of my... uh... Anyways... I think uh, D.A. Fabe still has a chance to answer that one. No, he well, challenged us. Never mind. I mean, Actually, I can answer it if you want. You can answer it if you want, but I think we both answered it. I don't want to answer it. No, then don't. <laughs> we'll, we'll, just, we'll, just, we'll just cut this short because my ADD is kicking in really hard. Um, and... I'm having a hard time focusing for the rest of this show, so let's let's bring this to a close. Need Ritalin. Yes. What's up? <laughs> um, please, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and all of those places. Um, you can follow me at Raw and Order WBU at pretty much every place. You can follow DA Fabe at DA Vincent K Fabe only on Twitter. Um, which I rarely look at. So you can do it though. Yep. You can do it. Follow him so you can tweet at him and make fun of him for never posting. You can follow JLB at JLB420. Real Talk Radio is the brand at Real Talk Radio 8. Anchor.fm slash RTR. That website still hasn't been updated, so I'm going to stop saying I'm going to update it soon, and I will still promote it so you can randomly check, and if it's updated, hey, guess what? I've gone to it. So that is at realtalkradio.online, and um, please feel free to bash me and tell me that I should update my website, and maybe I'll get motivated to do so. Not enough hours in the day, not enough time in the week. This is it. And, uh, that's, that's kayfabe coughing. And um, that's it, guys. Yeah, that's uh, been a good show and a lot of ADD. And I think we all need a little bit of Ritalin. <laughs> also, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on whatever podcast platform you choose to. There's going to be a little follow button or like or whatever, just so you get notified every time we post something new so that you can listen to it right away. Uh, and as I always tell people to do, review us on Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts uses the reviews heavily in their recommendations. So the more positive reviews we have on there, the more people hear our show. So head on over to Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. Say it with me, everyone. Just like the number of aneurysms Cornette had while watching Double or Nothing. I should change it to what what he's going to have watching All Out this weekend because I'm sure the... uh, uh, M- Mojito Mayhem No, it's not Mojito What is it? Mimosa Mayhem Match is going to give him an aneurysm That is valid Oh my god, I cannot wait for this all out I am all in for this all out show yeah. Oh yeah So we're going to have that And then um, you can also find us on the Wix site It's going to be in the pinned tweet Or on my Twitter or the doobly-doos for this show. You can find all the ways to enjoy us there. You can find links to our merch shop, shop.spreadshirt.com slash raw and order WBU, and our Patreon site, patreon.com slash raw and order WBU. 
those are great ways to support us with some uh, dollars out of your pocket. But if you'd like to do it a free way, the absolute best way and totally free way is just to share us on social media. Uh, let your friends know about us and talk about us on your, your Twitter or your TikTok or your Instagram. And just let other people know that you enjoy this show and they should enjoy it too. Say something along the lines of go listen to those three idiots. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll take we'll take pity shares. We're fine with that. We'll do it. But on that note, we are going to close the book on the Fantasy Booking Institute. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you soon. Seriously, she really is hot, though. <laughs>